The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of their organization. Welcome to the Enterprise Knowledge Cast, looking to the world of knowledge management, information management, data management, and everything in between, brought to you by Enterprise Knowledge. I'm Zach Wall, founder and CEO of Enterprise Knowledge. Today, we're speaking with Polly Alexander, Senior Manager of Knowledge Management at HealthStream. Polly, did I get that right? Yes, you did. So, Senior Manager of Effectively Managing Knowledge. Yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That is also very amusing at my company. So I, I dig it. I, that, that belongs on a really nice business card. So really appreciate you joining us today. Would you start off a little bit, maybe for those who uh, aren't aware of HealthStream, t- explaining a little bit about what the organization does and what you do there? Sure, absolutely. I'd be happy to. So HealthStream is a company that provides um, e-learning and competency development resources for healthcare professionals. So our company, our, we're fully dedicated. Our mission is to develop the people who provide care in the healthcare setting. So that ranges from people who work in hospitals, nurses, doctors, respiratory therapists, all the way out into what we call the post-acute or the continuum market where you know, we're helping people who are working in residential care facilities, skilled nursing facilities, and uh, urgent care centers and things like that, behavioral health. So we are um, providing and developing people so that they can do what they what they do best, which is take care of patients. And specific at HealthStream, you know, I was hired uh, initially to help the company uh, do something that was called Link to Learning at the time. And that involves trying to connect what we call development, development resources, uh, development activities where someone takes a, you know, a knowledge test or, you know, maybe uh, is evaluated by a checklist or something when they're coming on board during their onboarding process. And connect that to development, what we call development resources. And those development resources, for the most part, are things like courseware. It can also be, you know, watching videos or doing simulations and other things like that. Um, So I was hired to do the information connection between those two things. And um, I will say for the five years that I've been at HealthStream, we have gone from a very uh, sort of minimal one-to-one matching to moving out into the world of using knowledge graphs and um, you know ontologies to make those connections so that we can get our people from the things that they need to learn to the resources that are going to help them get there. Excellent. So first of all, wonderful mission of the organization. And I always get really excited when I hear someone talking about learning and performance and knowledge management together. To me, the the overlap of those two spaces is really powerful and, and shows a lot of results. So really uh, excited to talk with you about this. Before we get into that too deeply, tell me a little bit about how you got into knowledge management. How did you discover your career? Well, um, I probably approached it in a fairly traditional way, Um, started out going to library school, um, which, you know, the the folks I work with now kind of laugh at me because it's now called iSchool. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, I started out, uh, you know, in a special library track. Luckily, um, my first job out of school landed in um, a job at Vanderbilt University working in in Eskin Library, um, which is was embedded in the informatics center at Vanderbilt University. And so immediately got to get into having direct clinical exposure, you know, working directly with nurses and doctors in the hospital to help them get to the information that they needed in order to answer patient care questions. 
and also um, being embedded in the informatics center. So we were also, um, you know, figuring out how to deliver information through our electronic medical record systems and things like that to, again, put that information at the fingertips of the individuals who you know, are trying to take care of patients. So, uh, you know, as a, as a librarian, I went to medical school because that's what my director believed that we needed to do. Um, so uh, attended a, several courses at Vanderbilt Medical Center, sitting right next to the medical students, pharmacology and anatomy and physiology, so that we could go and round in the hospital and understand what the doctors were, were talking about when they were doing their rounds. And that was actually really exciting to me because you know, as a librarian, typically, you know, in the traditional way, you were sitting behind a reference desk or, um, you know, in a sort of an academic setting, which we did that too. You know, we were we were a traditional library in the sense of providing those kinds of supports. But I think what was very exciting for me was being able to be sort of up close and personal with our end users who, you know, we were able to kind of synthesize a lot of information for them that they wouldn't have been able to do themselves and packet it in such a way that they could get to it more easily and read it in a quick way so that they go off again and take care of patients who in a lot of a lot of cases were were very ill. My area of specialization was in the neuro ICU. So we saw a lot of very sick patients and got to help them uh, in a very direct way. That's incredible. You know, I often talk about knowledge managers as being librarians cubed because you're taking the core of library science and you're combining it with an understanding of business and a topical knowledge on one or many different areas of expertise. So uh, you just painted that picture beautifully. Going back to the early days, the library school, did you know at that point that you wanted to get into knowledge management? Did you know what knowledge management was back then? Or did you discover this concept of KM a little more circuitously? I discovered it a little more secure. You know, I think, yeah, in, in, in library school, I was like, oh, no, I'm a special librarian. I'm going to, you know, focus on business resources, medical resources. I'm going to learn how to do a reference interview. You know, it was just it was very traditional, um, you know, learning how to search and organizing information and that kind of thing. So to me, it was still considered information science, library science. I think when I started to understand what knowledge management was, was maybe, you know, a couple of years into that that first job um, at Eskin Library where we really kind of understood that we were transforming, you know, we were discovering information, surfacing that information and transforming it into something that was usable or more usable or more consumable by, you know, our end users. And I think at first I didn't realize that what I was doing was knowledge management, but I think we, I think I sort of quickly discovered that that's what we were doing with that work. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that, but that's that's a great picture of it. Now, in a way, you've already given this to me because I heard words like transform and usability, but Polly, I'd love your definition of KM. When you're at a cocktail party and somebody says, what do you do? And then you get that blank stare when you say, I'm a knowledge manager. How do you explain what what is KM and why does it matter? So at that cocktail party, um, it's really great that my title is not taxonomist anymore because typically it would ask me if I stuff animals for a living. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, and I think knowledge management is even weirder to people. So, you know, at that cocktail party, what I try to do is explain that my job is all about, again, going out and finding that information and reducing the complexity of it and transforming it into something that is consumable applicable, applicable to, you know, the, the work that that person is trying to do. So 
I think, um, again, in my early days as a librarian, it was, you know, I really enjoyed that reference interview because people would come in with a random question. You would, you know, help them orient to all these really complex resources to be able to pull things together and, and answer questions, research questions and things like that that they're working on. And, you know, being able to expand that out in sort of this new world at HealthStream that I found myself in. Um, outside of academia, you know, knowledge management has become, you know, leveraging technology to be able to deliver that on a much bigger scale. And I think that's part of it, too. I mean, knowledge management, it can be those little micro interactions, but I think it's very exciting to kind of be part of these enterprise level, you know, knowledge management initiatives that are doing the same thing. You know, we're taking information, squishing it down into something that is consumable and uh, understandable by a different person kind of at the, at the end of the spectrum that we're working through. So. Exactly right. Squishing it down being the technical term for what we do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So before we go on, I have to give you uh, my favorite taxonomy joke. You can say, well, I could tell you what I do as a taxonomist, but it's classified. <laughs> there it is. All right. So um, I love it. So you're talking about knowledge management, and you mentioned the idea that this is really about enabling technologies, making this transformative for an organization. And so let's talk a little bit about uh, what's happening at HealthStream and what you're doing with knowledge graphs, because personally, I think we're at a really exciting time at the confluence of learning, knowledge management, and technology. And when those things come together, some pretty exciting things are occurring. Tell us a little bit about what you're working on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I will actually step back another step just to kind of give you a sense of how how we have gotten to where we are today, um, where where you and, and your wonderful folks and I have kind of intersected. When I first came to Hellstream, we set out to create the first taxonomy that combines concepts around people, around content, training content, and their ability to consume it. And so I did start at the taxonomy level to try to pull together a lot of different types of terminologies to be able to capture that. And, you know, at the time, I didn't really even know about this whole wonderful world of knowledge graphs and things like that. But I did know that taxonomies were the way to kind of standardize data to be able to make those connections. I think what's very cool about the project we've been working on over the past year or so is that we've been able to take that initial taxonomy um, with a lot of research and analysis of content. We've been able to kind of take that, take that initial concept of trying to connect people with content so that they could, you know, learn and develop. You know, taking that initial concept and being creating a, um, you know, knowledge graph that's going to allow the content to sit in that framework and again, much be much more easily processed by technology that, again, enables that information to get out um, in a much more consumable way for our end users. Excellent. So for our listeners who might not be too, too familiar with the concept of knowledge graphs yet, we're basically taking the concepts of taxonomy, of tagging content, describing it consistently, organizing it consistently, classifying it, graduating that to an idea of ontologies where we're really talking about triple stores, person, predicate, noun. Zach works at Enterprise Knowledge, therefore uh, Enterprise Knowledge is expert in taxonomy design. We can make that leap to say Zach is expert in taxonomy design. So when you apply an ontology within a knowledge graph, you get the opportunity to combine a bunch of structured content and unstructured content and really create a, a, a web of relationships that then the user can experience in a bunch of different ways, be it through search or a chatbot or a recommendation engine, so on and so forth. 
Polly, given that description, first of all, correct me if I if I didn't do that justice. But secondly, what are some of the the core use cases that HealthStream is is applying? And then you know maybe that second part of the question is, what do you want to do with it? What's the future look like? Sure. Well, I think some of our initial use cases, again, are trying to get to that concept of, you know, someone who has gone through an evaluation process, we've identified what gaps they have, um, and being able to recommend content that's meaningful to be able to address those gaps in a consistent way. And uh, so I think the main project that we are actually about to launch focuses around clinical development. So this is mostly for, you know, clinicians and physicians and different folks um, in the clinical setting at a hospital or um, other post-acute organization. And we basically, um, you know, during their orientation period, they'll have a series of evaluations that they take based upon what questions they get wrong in those evaluations. We now have a very semantically empowered recommendation engine that will provide the most meaningful, relevant courses to them to help them, you know, improve. And uh, that is something that I got to say is a huge milestone for the company. It took us a long time to get here to be able to do that again, at scale at that enterprise level um, and deliver it in a consistent way that wasn't going to kill us staff-wise trying to maintain. This this has been doable for a while, but it Mm -hmm. can only be doable with a massive staff of people manually tagging content Mm -hmm. and assembling learning materials. What you're really talking about is creating an avenue where people don't have to go looking for the right thing and don't have to know the right words to ask for it, where it's really going to be delivered to them in a way that is intuitive and natural, right? Exactly. Exactly. So exciting. So y'all are really at the cutting edge of this. You're investing in the right places. You're making wonderful decisions to serve your constituents. What's next? What's the future look like? What's the next big thing for y'all in KM? Yeah, so I think, um, well, we want to build on uh, on what we've been doing. And uh, right now, I will say that we've been focusing mainly on evaluation and development of an individual's knowledge, which is a, you know, is an important first step. But I think where we want to expand our graph out is to actually be looking at how do we evaluate, you know, skills? Um, how do we define de- other aspects of competency so that we can provide, you know, specific development resources for that? And um, we are also looking at, you know, some, how do we, how do we make sure we're developing people to meet, you know, regulatory requirements as well? And for that particular use case, we need to make sure that we're being a lot I'm not saying that we're not specific on the clinical side, but for regulations, there's sometimes very specific things that you need to be able to recommend um, because you need to be very specific to the laws and regulations that are for given jurisdictions. So that's kind of what we're looking at next. That's the next challenge that we're taking on. And, you know, that will involve expanding taxonomy, expanding our ontology, and also looking at different things that we need to classify within our ontology to support the knowledge graph. Yeah. So there's both a granularity requirement there as well as an accuracy one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not when you're talking about regulatory compliance, you can't get that wrong. You 90% match is not good enough. So that's, that's a big challenge, but that's, that's exciting to, to know that that's where you're heading with it. Now, so let's ask the opposite question. Y- y'all are ahead of the curve on this stuff. What would you recommend to the organization that is just trying to figure this out, that wants the recommendations engines and the chatbots and wants the the knowledge AI, so to speak, but doesn't know where to begin with knowledge graphs? What were your foundational steps and what matters? You know, I think I think for our organization, it took 
first of all, really understanding the use cases that we wanted to address, um, you know, really clearly understanding the business problems that we were trying to solve. And then I think the other foundational piece is to get executive buy-in. For us, we have a wonderful champion in our CTO who believed in helping us to be able to uh, convince any other executives it was okay to potentially experiment with some of these things, do proof of concepts to do small things to kind of prove value, you know, being able to have that, uh, you know, executive champion who can help you articulate it to the other executives who may still think that that taxonomy is, uh, again, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, that it's taxidermy and we don't understand what it is. So kind of having that institutional buy-in and, and knowing what your business case is, because if you don't know what your business case is, you really can't, again, model for solving that business case using knowledge graphs and taxonomy. I think that's such a critical point. And it, it's not just about knowledge graphs. It's really about KM overall. I mean, too frequently we hear that we need KM or we need to fix knowledge management within our organization, but that can mean a million different things. There are, mm-hmm. there are different problems that can be solved through a knowledge graph or, or, or through a KM transformation without really understanding the business case, the use cases, the what's in it for the organization. You're going to flounder. You're going to do a bunch of different things and you're really going to know if you succeeded. So mm-hmm. the fact that you've really focused on what is the problem we're trying to solve and how do we measure that, I think is really powerful. Now, I would also suggest that the fact that you had been there and you were investing in taxonomy, all of that played a really important role on how quickly you've been able to move with this, right? Yes, I would definitely say that. I'm not sure that the organization, if they didn't have sort of someone to sort of spearhead these things and help almost evangelize some of these concepts to the organization, um, and really be responsible for that. I'm not sure that you know our, our organization would be here today. But you know, I, I can't say that I did it by myself. Um, made friends along the way who you know started to believe in the cause. So that's kind of where we are. Awesome, that's great. So I actually just threw out one mistake organizations make, which is you know not really focusing on the why or what's this going to do for us. What do you see? What is that that big mistake that organizations must avoid if they want to really show value out of their knowledge management initiatives? Again, I go back to you really need to articulate the business value and what is the use case for our organization. Uh, you know, we're a publicly traded company, so we really do need to focus on at giving value to our customers. And, you know, we have a lot of different personas that we do focus on. You know, we have, you know, we have a learner, we have the administrator, we have a clinical educator, we have um, the CNO and the, and the CMO. And, you know, you really have to understand what their needs are so that you're delivering value. You can't just sort of have, you know, a half-baked idea that's not going to, uh, you know, deliver value from a product standpoint to those folks. So that's sort of the North Star that I hold up when I'm on different projects, because the projects I work on are more on the complex side, I think, than what people are used to dealing with in our technical areas. So I always have to kind of hold up the North Star. Hey, by the time we get through this pipeline, what is the value prop to the person that's consuming the information? How are we getting that to them? Very cool. You know, I think it's actually one of the most important skills of an effective knowledge manager is being able to explain what KM is without using all of the jargon. So being able to tell the stories of what are you going to get out of this if you play along with the taxonomy and ontology and knowledge graph and everything else, what does the organization get? And it seems that that has been something you've been really effective at. So way, way to paint the picture. Great job. 
So for those that are potentially interested in getting into the field, I mean, you took a, a actually a, a pretty deliberate route. You, you actually went to school for this stuff. How would you recommend that people really get to do what you're doing now, which is pretty exciting? I think that you can still go sort of the traditional library school path, but I don't think that's absolute an absolute necessity. I do think that you need to um, acquire skills around, you know, some of the technologies that are out there. I think that it does require training and understanding of being able to query and query systems to get information out of them and being able to kind of analyze that to, again, creating packages, creating relationships. It involves getting training around understanding how, you know, these different taxonomy systems work. And then also, I think it, it just, it takes an understanding of, again, I'm kind of belaboring the point here, but it just sort of takes understanding of different types of, of technology, different types of languages and things like that to kind of work in this area. Because I would say that I was not ever encouraged to learn Python. I'm not even sure if Python was around when I was doing my master's degree. But, you know, I, that, that was not sort of things that were, uh, that, that I learned there. It was things I picked up over time to be able to, to process and, and work in this area. I feel like it's not necessarily something where you need a master's degree in information science to get into this. I certainly don't have one, so I hope that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we'll close on this. The field is changing rapidly. You are working with a lot of really compelling technologies, but as you look forward at the field, what gets you excited? What do you think is going to change? What do you think is going to be new? What are you going to be able to do as an organization or as an individual that you're really fired up about for maybe like five years down the path? I am very excited about reduction in data silos. And again, I I don't know if this is unique to HealthStream, but we have a lot of data silos that because we can't have those different types of data communicate with each other or be sort of analyzed together, it makes it very hard for us to kind of move forward with, you know, some of the big initiatives that we want to do in, in terms of being able to visualize and, and, and expose our data uh, for customers. So I think what makes me really excited is the fact that Hellstream has bought into, has drunk the Kool-Aid around knowledge graphs and how we can leverage those to do really powerful things with making those connections across our data silos. And, uh, you know, as we continue to create different services around recommender services and things like that, that we've been doing, we're only going to be able to kind of bring in more and more and more of these data types. And in and of itself, that will become a new type of data that people can leverage. And that is one of the most exciting things in a way, as you get more effective at integrating your data, and I would go even further, and I think you're sort of saying this, that not just structured data, but unstructured data and the knowledge that your experts hold, when all of that starts coming together, you are in fact creating new knowledge and your tools are helping you in a semi-automated way to create new knowledge. That is, that's money in the bank for most organizations. That is real power. So that is, that is super exciting. Well, wow. I want to thank you. What a, a fun conversation. Polly Alexander, Senior Manager of KM at HealthStream. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of KnowledgeCast. To check out more information on KM, visit our website at enterprise-knowledge.com. Have a great day.